Hey, give me back my bullets. Give me back my bullets. It's the Bass Buzz on Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick. And we're happy to bring you right now Bassmaster Elite Series Superstar. Give it up for Jason Christie. Yeah. Woo. What's going on? How you doing, Jason? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. What, what, what are you doing? Where are you at? You at home right now? Yeah, I just uh, rolled in, and uh, we're under a pretty severe storm. So if we lose connection, that's what it, that's what it's from. So I'll oh, do the best I can. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we hear you loud and clear, loud and clear right now. You know, um, okay. uh, Jason, it's... Uh, there's a I, I've never really spoken with you before, and and I, I've spoken with a lot of the other bass fishing professionals here on the show. So, you know, I called some people and got a little I got a little inside info on you. You know, and 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 a lot. Really? Of, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, we got your file, dude. We got your file, man. And uh, and you know the consensus. Maybe, maybe we don't need to talk about this. Yeah, no, no. This is good. This is good. <laughs> I promise okay, you. Okay. Good. Uh, relax. Good, Everything's good. fine. Okay. Everything's fine. The uh, you know the okay. cons- the consensus among your amongst your peers is that you are a badass. What, what do you think of? <laughs> I mean, they all think you are a badass. And and what makes Jason Christie a badass? You tell me. Well, I don't know if that's the word, uh, but I, I like it that they think that way because uh, <laughs> I, I know at takeoff. Uh, you know, or if I'm fishing around them, then, then they always kind of keep an eye out, but I'm sure those guys are, uh, you know, just speaking kindly. Um, I don't know what to say to that. That's kind of a hard question to answer. I mean, all I can say is I'm glad they think that. And, and, uh, I hope that I can convince, I mean, I hope that there's more people that think that. I mean, you're doing uh, your job near future. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of an intimidator there. There's no doubt about it that you make a wave you know pretty much every time that we're we're reading about tournaments on bassmaster.com or or we're getting updates from the bass blaster or we're looking on bass fan uh that name jason christie's popping up most of the time i mean you got you got like 50 top 10s in your career combined tours and and 14 plus wins or something that's that's quite an accomplishment sir yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate. I've been lucky over the years. Um, you know, there's been some fish that could have went either way, hit the side of the gunnel and bounced in the boat to win tournaments. And, and uh, that's all I can say. I mean, I can, I definitely want to win uh, more, you know, in the future. But if I don't win another event, I can't, I can't gripe, you know, when it's over because I've won. I've won my share and and uh, definitely want to win some more. I mean, I've had some close runs here lately, and and uh, I definitely want to keep winning. But you know, you can't be greedy. If I if I don't win again, then uh, you know I'll, I'll be satisfied. I am satisfied. I got nothing to prove. You know, I'm I'm doing this. I'm doing this career because I love fishing. I do it because it's the best way to support my family and uh, win, lose, or draw. That's what I'm going to do. You're doing a heck of a job at it. Hey, um, speaking of uh, you know stellar performances, let's go back to the to uh, a, a month or so ago on the Potom- on the Potomac River. Man, we just watched you put on a clinic. How great was that? That was one of the funnest days of fishing. Uh, that I've had, you know, it was, I really, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, during the day, during the last day, I really thought I was going to win. I mean, I thought, you just don't have those kind of days 
very often and not win. Um, you know, if you've watched the show, which I have, and if you watch the show, you're probably going to see some things, you know, and me say some things that I was leaning toward winning. And, sure. you know, Justin, he just, Justin, he just had too big of a lead. But, uh, you know, it took me – I don't have a lot of experience with tidal water. I'm still kind of figuring it out. Uh, and I may never figure it out, but, um, it took me until like the third day before I kind of got a little bit dialed in. And, uh, you know, the first couple of days I was fishing around some guys and you just kind of had to get, you know, take what you could get. And the third day when the field was reduced and then especially the fourth day where I could really fish around and, and, you know, kind of try to guess what tide was best in a certain area, uh, I, you know, and I had nothing to lose. I fished a lot more relaxed that last day, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, I caught 15 pounds before I even picked up a frog, and then you know, I picked up a frog and, and cull everything that that I have in the boat, and then some. Uh, you know, it's I, I really, I mean, I'm getting to where I used to despise tidal fisheries. I mean, I and and I I like fishing shallow. You know, every tidal fishery, for the most part, you're going to fish shallow. I like fishing that way, but for some reason, you know, the first few events, and I think I was one of those guys that did what everybody told me to do, and finally I was like, heck with that, I'm going to do what I know to do, and yes. and uh, I'm just getting a lot more comfortable fishing that way, and, and uh, you know, we had several tidal fishers this year, and I did pretty much good on most of them, and, and uh, you know, from now on, when I see tidal fisheries on the on the schedule, you know, I'm not going to bang my head against the wall. I'll be like, all right, let's, let's get it on. Yeah, you so, definitely got uh, some, more, forward to those. some more confidence there. One of the coolest fish catches I ever saw in the Bassmasters was was when you, you saw that big and swimming up behind the boat and you, and you pitched in there <laughs> and, and stuck them, dude. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, what, what, what was weird, they didn't show the entire fish catch. Uh, I mean, they showed the fish catch, but they didn't show entirely what happened. What what happened was that fish came around the front of the boat, and uh, and I made a pitch, and I had like a I think a six inch worm on, and I pitch it over there, and the first pitch I pitch it in front of him, pop it, and he eats it, and I jerk. Well, he had just bitten the worm off, so he then he kind of swims quickly to the back of the boat, <laughs> and uh, you know I'm I'm running to the back, and the whole the whole time I'm digging a bait out of my pocket. I just had a I had a bad number in my pocket from uh, from punching. I, I put it on and and catching from the back of the boat with the cameraman over my shoulder. So <laughs> it was pretty cool. And that's that's what I was saying. When things like that happen, usually you win. Uh, but like I said, Justin just had too big of a lead. I mean, he had he had the mother load found up there. I had a great day, but he had a great tournament. Yeah, still still a still an epic performance, and I'm sure one that'll stick in your mind for for many years to come. Hey, let's go back to the uh, to the 2016 Bassmaster Classic, and and I, I'm a big fan of the of that hubcap spinnerbait that you were throwing. I catch a lot of a lot of fish early in the year on that, and and kind of uh, uh, describe to uh, to your fans and our viewers. A first-hand depiction of that bait and how you're using it. Well, it's just a bait that we've used uh, for years and years here in Oklahoma, and, and you know where I got dialed in on the classic was not necessarily on Grand. I live about an hour away, and I live on a lake, Lake Tinkill, and we uh, it's usually a jerk bait kind of deal, you know, swim bait in the wintertime, and and we were flooded and muddy just like Grand was, and I spent a lot of time out there fishing. I kept experimenting with ways to catch them, and I could catch them several different ways, but the most consistent 
for catching the bigger fish was that big spinnerbait. And, and uh, you know, going into the Classic the first day of practice, you know, I just had a lot of confidence because I'd been catching so many. I really didn't have to find the bait. I just had to find uh, the right areas. And, and I did, I mean, in the right pattern. And uh, it's just a bait that you can cover a lot of water. When that water's dirty like that, they're going to feel the bait. I mean, it's just a, you know, I was throwing a three-quarter and a one-ounce depending on uh, the depth and the water temperature and stuff. But uh, it's a bait that you can cover a lot of water, and it's a bait that if you get a bite more times than not, you're going to get him in. And it's a bait that I can skip back underneath, you know, cables and boat docks, and I can cover all kinds of depth. I can throw it up in two foot of water, and I can slow roll it over seven or eight. It's just a, I mean, in the classic, you've probably seen I had – a couple of spinner baits laid on the front deck, and I think I had a jig right there, and that was just uh, maybe fool somebody. I mean, I was I was all in on the spinner bait, and and uh, I mean, I love throwing it, and and uh, you know, I feel like during that week, I mean, uh, we just had we had too much changing going on, and and uh, you know, I, I was in practice. I had some, I had a couple of really really big days. I mean, I had like a you know, the second day of practice, I had like a 32, 33-pound bag. and, and uh, But it wasn't like an area. It was like a big in here and a big in there. They were just starting to kind of pull up. And, and uh, you know, some things changed. But I love that bait. I mean, I've, I've won the first tour-level event I've ever won. I won on, a, you know, the same spinner bait except a half ounce. Uh, it's just a bait that I have a lot to confidence in. Do you, do in the you, spring and, and under those kind of, you know, those dirty water, pre-spawn, even post-spawn, but those pre-spawn especially conditions are best for that big spinnerbait. But that's the time. What do you? What kind of tackle are you throwing that thing on? Are you just throwing it on a basic spinnerbait rod, or because of the weight, are you beefing it up? No, actually, I throw it on my frog rod. It's 6'11", and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, I have to have a rod that's, you know, I don't want one too long that I can kind of, you know, get around the docks and, and, and it's got a pretty soft tip. I mean, not a crankbait tip, but a pretty soft tip for a, a frog rod. And then, uh, you know, I was using 20 to 25 pound line. I mean, uh, if you, I've had a lot of questions on this, actually. Uh, I was using the sun line, it's flipping line. It's actually, you'll see like two foot of high vis and, you know, several feet of clear and then and then high vis it just alternates and i got on that uh on team killer and the reason i wanted that there was three or four hours in the day with that dirty water you just could not pick up that fluorocarbon you couldn't see it and some of the bites you know were just those slack line you know your blade would just quit turning bites and i wanted to really really watch my line and i actually called them i said hey you know i want some I want some line that I can see, and they said, "Well, we have it. We'll send it to you." And and that's what I used during the classic. And then, you know, I, on a spinnerbait, I'm still a man. I'm still a five point one to one uh, reel. I use a lose uh, reel at five point one, and and uh, I like to I like to feel like I'm moving. You know, my hand's going fast, but my bait's really not. So it, uh, that helps. That's the setup I was using. Nice. Hey, how important is a swim jig? To you, Jason Christie, how important of a bait is that in your arsenal? Um, it's it's pretty important. I mean, I won uh, Dardanelle on it a couple of years ago. Uh, it's it is you know it's weird because I, I get asked you know what how important is this bait? What's your favorite bait? And man, 
we go to so many places under so many different conditions. Um, you know, every everything seems to come into play at some time or another. But, you know, over the years, I mean, if you give me a lake or a river system that's got flooded water willow and, and lily pads and things like that, I mean, definitely before I even put the boat on the lake, the swim jig is going to be uh, laying on the front deck. So it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's one of them... When I go to a lake, I try to get on a jig bite first because if I can get on a jig bite, then I have the opportunity to win. Uh, nice. So that's, you know, jigs right up there with a the spinner bait and, you know, a swim bait. I mean, there's a few baits that if you can get on, if you can get them to bite it, you're going to have a chance to win. Excellent. Now, you, you, you primarily are a shallow water fisherman, as, as, we, all, as we all know. What, what is the biggest mistake that you see guys making as, as far as being shallow water fishermen? What's, what's, the, what's a mistake that you might see amateur weekend anglers making in, in shallow water? Well, I think, uh, I think there's, there's two things. You know, I, there's, it's been several years ago when I used to take people fishing uh, and kind of teach them patterns and things like that. And one of the things they always said is, I cannot believe how fast you fish. Uh, just practicing, just going down the bank. I mean, my trawl motor's on high a lot. And you just have to cover a lot of water, especially when you go to lakes that you don't fish a lot. And, and you know, that, that trawl motor has a dial on it. I mean, you can go really, really fast. And then when you do start getting bit, you can slow down. I mean, and I just don't like spending a lot of time in unproductive areas. And I think the big, and, and that was one thing. I think, you know, I fish, and I think we all do. We practice, you know, kind of really, really fast, and then we, we kind of learn the areas, and then when tournament times, we just go in and settle down and, and fish. But I think the second thing is, you know, I've, I hear a lot of times guys fishing shallow, hey, man, I went out practicing yesterday, and I had uh, I pulled into these laydowns and caught all these fish and went back the next day and couldn't get a bite. Uh, well, most cases, these shallow fish are resident fish. You can't go practice and catch everything in an area and expect to go back the next day uh, and catch them. So in multi-day events, you have to have a lot of areas, or it has to be in transition times like spring or fall when there's more fish coming or more fish leaving, uh, you know, the deeper water. You know, that's why a lot of times in the elite events, you'll see the shallow water guys really, really catch them maybe the first day or the second day, and then, you know, some kind of cranking pattern or something like that tends to catch up with them because we run out of those resident fish that live on those laydowns or docks or something like that. But, you know, I would just say, you know, the second thing being, if you're going to go practice, you know, cut your hook off or, or uh, you know, if you plan on fishing in the same area and, and you know, it's, it's more important to catch them during the tournament than it is during practice. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a huge mistake that people make during practices. But we can't help ourselves sometimes. It's just so much fun to catch them. You know what I mean? Dude, I fish, I fish the Elite Series, and I travel a lot. And I still, I mean, I, I get bites, and I'm like, I got a jerk because I, I just, I mean, I love to catch fish. And, and, I, and when I jerk immediately, I'm like, you idiot, you should not have set the hook because sometimes it's a big one. But uh, it really depends on what lake we're on. If we're on a Gunnersville, you know, or something like that that's got tons of fish, I don't worry so much. I mean, i got to catch a few just to see the fish and see how healthy they are and what they look like. You know, you can learn a lot just by looking at a fish. But, 
uh, you don't want to catch too many. I mean, very. I mean, the, I know some guys that don't catch any. Yeah. I, mean, I know there's some guys out there that do not set the hook. Period. And and uh, I can't do that. That's I mean, a, I like that's to a catch tough too deal. Much. That's a tough deal. Hey, Jason, we're we're right up against the break right here. Uh, we're going to take a quick thirty second break. Uh, mind holding on for a second, and we'll come back and talk some more bassing, bud. Sure. Awesome. Hey. Keep it locked right here. The Bass Buzz, Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Remwick. Back with more Jason Christie in a moment. <laughs> 